All episodes of It's Great Business reflect the views and opinions of Intracoastal Marketing and Strategy Group and its guests and do not reflect the official policy or guidance of employers or government entities. You're listening to It's Great Business, sponsored by Intracoastal Marketing and Strategy Group, where great business equals great people. So when you think about the things you've learned, um, and this is really helpful, this this is something that our listeners mm-hmm. love, what are the one or two things um, that you've learned about business success that you can really share here with our listeners? What are some takeaways? I guess there are, there's, there's a few things, and, and let me kind of go through a histor- history here, if you will. In no particular order, there was a gentleman by the name of Pete Musser who founded Safeguard Scientifics, and Pete passed away a couple of years ago, uh, having passed the age of 90, and he, he probably defined it best for me. He used to say, say it, and it will happen. And what he means was, you have to believe in whatever you're doing, and if you believe in it and you focus on it, it's going to happen. Now, it might not happen when you think it will happen, but it'll happen. That, that to me was a great saying, and, and those around me hear me say that often as say it and it will happen. But as I look back on people that have influenced me and things that I've learned in the industry go all the way back to my first days at Mellon Bank when I was a programmer. And I was in their training program and you end up getting assigned to an area of the bank and you have no idea what area you're going to get assigned to. And I got assigned to the trust and investment group. And a gentleman by the name of Brian Morris came down to to visit with me. And here I am, a 21-year-old, you know, just bright eyes and the world's in front of me. And he comes down and he looks at me and he says, hi, I'm Brian Morris. You're going to work for me. The first time you screw up, I'm going to chew you out. (laughs) And you talk about somebody going like, what did I get myself into? What he taught me was being very forthright. Now, maybe he could have delivered the message a little different. But what he said, what he taught me right early on was tell somebody the honest truth. And what he was really telling me is, listen, kid, you might think you know everything, but you don't. And you're going to learn a lot. And I'm going to have to teach you. Then I had an opportunity to work for a gentleman by the name of Ed Hyde, also at Mellon. And he taught me how to be more of a businessman. He was in technology but he taught me how to communicate to the, to the business people and bridge that gap between technology and business. And I found I had a very unique skill set there. And that's sometimes hard to find a technologist that can speak business and a business person that can speak technology. I then at Republic Bank in Dallas came across three individuals. My boss at that time, Roy Grinwelke, uh, rough and toughest Texan. But what he taught me was whatever you say, you better mean it, but also be very clear and specific about it. Don't leave it open to people because if Mm -hmm. you leave it open, they're going to make the decision for you. Mm -hmm. So otherwise you make the decision and share that with them. Uh, There were two other people there at Republic Bank, Charlie Kite, who was the executive at one time with Texas Instruments and Jerry McElhatton, who went on to be president of, of MasterCard Services. They taught me a lot about how to communicate to executives. Uh, Charlie Kite taught me how to play what he called worst critic. He said, when you try to go into a presentation, most people try to go in and surprise people. Mm -hmm. He said, don't do that. He said, if you know you've got people that are probably going to disagree with you, go see them ahead of time. 
mm. and let them know exactly what you're going to be presenting and find out where their objections are. And then go into that presentation and say, listen, this is what I'm presenting. I know that so-and-so and so-and-so is not in agreement. I had an opportunity to meet with them before here. You know, I appreciate their thoughts, but here's why I think we ought to do what we do. He says, what it does is it takes conflict out of that meeting. Yeah. They can't yeah. kind of challenge you. They can challenge you, but they're going to challenge you in a, in a, in a positive way as opposed to a negative way. That's a be- that is actually beautiful. That's a beautiful one. Yeah, and really. it, it taught me so much of how to deal with, with people in conflict. Jerry Macklatton taught me how to present your ideas in, in one paragraph. Jerry's basically said, if you're presenting a proposal, you put everything in the first paragraph so an executive doesn't need to read anything more than that to know. Mm-hmm. And if they want to know more, then peel back that onion, so to speak, throughout your proposal. He says, most people build proposals like they write a novel and the good stuff is at the end. Yeah. He says, you need to do it in reverse. And Jerry used to even pick on taking words out don't say, I recommend, say, recommend that we purchase the following system for $1.5 million, which will give us an X percent return. And we will start it on this date and deliver on this date with these risks, period. Mm -hmm. He said, now you told me everything you wanted to tell me. If I want to know more, I'll read more. Maybe that's just enough for me to either approve it or not. There was a gentleman by the name of Dick White, who was my, who was the chairman of the trust company and my boss after I left technology and went over to the business side. And Dick was a wanderer. He was one of those executives that you'd see wandering around all the time. And I'd see him wandering around in my area. And, you know, I, I was very young. I was 26 years old when I was, when Dick hired me to t- leave technology and move over to the business and run operations for the trust company. And I didn't like the fact that my boss was in the middle of that. And I was kind of like paranoid. What's he learning? What's he So I I talked to him about it and he said to me the following, which I thought was very interesting. He said, listen, I'm not there to find out what you're doing wrong. I'm there to find out what's happening. And I might hear things or, or people might share things with me that they might not share with you. And therefore I have an opportunity to share them back with you. And together we can make sure that the place is running well. Nice. So he taught me a lot about don't be paranoid. And he was, a, he was the guy that took me from technology. And if you think about it, I was 26 years old and I was a technology person and he wants me to come in and run operations. And I, I asked Dick, why did you choose me? And he said, besides being able to communicate, he said, it's easier to teach a technologist business than it is a business person technology. Mm-hmm. And he said, our world is changing. And this was you know in the early eighties, he said, the world is changing. And technology is going to play a greater role in financial services going forward. And I want to make sure I have somebody in thinking operationally how we can leverage technology to become better. That's a, it's really amazing that he had that kind of foresight because you know, even today, fin- the financial services area is absolutely ahead of many other sectors yep. as far as technology. Yeah. And I would say that the next, when I worked for Bank One in Columbus, Ohio, I had an opportunity to work with John B. McCoy, who was the CEO of Bank One. They were a very acquisition-oriented bank at the time. And they like to run things independently. And John taught me the ability to measure performance. And what Bank One did is they, had an, they measured every one of their banks with all kinds of products, those that could generate the most credit cards or the best deposits or the least delinquencies or whatever. 
and he measured so much of it for each bank. And what John used to say is that he would then call each president of the bank once a month and ask on their three worst performing things, what did they do to talk to the three presidents in that same category that were doing it right? And his point was, is that if I measure enough, it's impossible for you to be best at everything. So when you call somebody, chances are I'm best at credit card, maybe you're best at something else. And we're sharing and, and naturally we're sharing. Right. So he set it up a way, yes, you compete, but you share. And then John always had that tagline, as he said, if he didn't, if when I called, they said they had, if they told me that they had not yet talked to the other three, I invited them to Columbus for career counseling. <laughs> well, you know, you, 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 that's a, you brought up a couple of really great points. One is obviously the one you just described, which is around collaboration, which we mm -hmm. hear that word now, right? In, right. in all types of businesses, but that's essentially what it is. Even though you might be competing with each other on one level, there's this, this whole piece of collaborating that is so important mm -hmm. because that's where success really comes in. And I think going back, just talking about all these wonderful people that you worked with and for, this whole piece of mentoring, the importance mm -hmm. of coaching and mentoring right. and, and giving back. So we all know that you know most of us could not have been successful with those people that helped us. And so that's what we're doing right now, even with and, this program. And I would say, if you talk to people that I work with every single day, I, they, they probably heard some of these stories and, and they see the same types of things. So you know, the things that I have learned, I make sure that I share with those around me and we just get better for it. Right. Beautiful. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Also, check us out on Facebook at Intracoastal Marketing, LinkedIn at Intracoastal Marketing and Strategy Group, and Instagram and Twitter at It's Great Business. And visit us on the web at IntracoastalMarketingStrategy.com.